welcome to the Heady Conversations with Scott and Miranda. Uh, hope you all have had a great week. It's been a little cold here in Baltimore. Winter has definitely settled in for sure. She definitely looks, look, looks like she's settling in today. Yeah, we're expecting some more wintry mix. <laughs> Which is all we seem to get here. <laughs> Everybody's, yeah, we're, we're right on that freezing line here in... Uh, Kind of central Maryland, where right on the water on the one side, which warms us up, and then the mountains on the other side, which the cool air comes in from, and yeah, we get that that fun stuff. Yeah. The slain, sleet, snow, whatever, sludge. Snain. Yeah, exactly. You know, all the different, everything mixed together is kind of what we get around these yeah. parts. It's, not, it's, it's pretty for like five minutes, and then it goes away. Yeah, uh, hopefully, luckily. Uh, I mean, I think it's supposed to be warm tomorrow, but anyway. Um, thank you all so much for the support so far. Absolutely. It's yeah. been a great, great week for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, you're you're, uh, you're making us feel good, folks. Um, feedback has been fantastic. Um, thank you to everyone who sent in um, comments or questions, uh, which we're going to be getting to here shortly. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, folks. Um, you know, we were available on, I think, most of the major platforms at this point. Uh, iTunes, um, let's see, Audacity, uh, Audacity, um, Audible. Audible. <laughs> Girl, the Audacity. The they Audacity don't, of They don't care about podcasts. Um, so, uh, iTunes, Audible, uh, Google, um, Spotify, Anchor FM, um, I think Apple is still doing its thing. Yeah. You so know, it's getting there. If um, if there's <clears throat> something you use to listen to podcasts and you haven't found us on it, please reach out to us, let us know, and we will do our best to remedy that situation. Um, but if nothing else, you can always find us definitely for sure on Anchor and Spotify because that's what we use to do the show. And both are completely free to listen to us on. Absolutely, yeah. There's nothing. You don't even have to download it. You can just stream through the uh, the website or whatever. Um, yeah, there's there's no no fee. We are for free. Um, so yeah, thank you again. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, share, like, comment, um, keep participating. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're here for you to answer your questions, to help you along your journey, and to uh, talk about ours. Right. For sure. Um, and the journey that we're talking about, right, is, of course, medical cannabis. Yep. Medical cannabis in the state of Maryland. Right. Um, that's where we are located. If you are located in a state that doesn't have a medical program or uh, adult use program yet, it's probably on the way. <laughs> Most states at, at least seem to at least be talking about it at this point. But um yeah, uh, what we talk about here is always, of course, based in our experience and our knowledge, which is as medical cannabis patients in Maryland and medical or, uh, cannabis professionals here in Maryland. 100%. So with that being said, um, one of the questions I think we got from a few different people this week mm -hmm. um, is, how do I become a patient? Um, of course, that's going to vary depending on your state, where you're located. But um, <clears throat> what we can speak on is how it works here in Maryland. And through um, looking around the country at some of the different programs this week to look, look at other things like legislation and uh, equity and 
um, other things that I was reading up on, it looks like most states are about the same. Yeah. I would speak to that. Um, I've gotten a couple of questions this past week from people in other states who are looking to get their certification in medical states and uh, have found the websites daunting as we, as we do, (laughs) as I was just speaking to Scott about uh, my experience with the, with getting my um, medical certification in the state of Maryland uh, was very daunting to me because I am not tech savvy. I am not, um, super good with computers or technology in general. Uh, so I actually went to an event that helped me get my medical card where I, they went through the entire process online with me, took my picture and I saw a doctor all in one go. So mine was fairly seamless. That is not the general, uh, consensus of how people feel about getting their patient I feel like in my experience, it's probably been about 50, 50. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I'd say probably half the people that I talk to are like, Oh yeah, it was pretty easy. You know, I just went and, you know, uh, applied on the site and got my patient number. And then, you know, I knew this guy that was a doctor or my buddy who was already a patient gave me the name of the doctor that took care of him. And it was start to finish, you know, six, eight weeks, whatever. Um, and then I was a patient and then the other half of the people you talk to, um, seem to have the total opposite experience where, you know, whether it was negative experience with the website itself or um, not having the correct photo. Yeah. Right. I think I mentioned that last time where the, the, um, passport style photo can be an issue for some people or, um, they had issues with maybe the doctor that they originally tried to certify through Mm -hmm. was unreliable or didn't get them the allotment or, you know, whatever that they had thought that they were signing up for. Definitely. Um, So yeah, it it definitely seems to be a mixed bag where it's, um, it's almost a roll of the dice with what kind of experience you're going to have. Yeah. And the other thing uh, that I'd like to highlight and I've, I've heard this from a lot of people is that quote unquote, my doctor will not prescribe me cannabis. That's why there are cannabis doctors. Right. So you don't have to go to your specific physician to get your cannabis prescription. You go to a cannabis doctor for that. Yeah. Which I know might seem, um, counter counterintuitive. Um, because uh, in my opinion, you do want to be, um, open and honest with your physician, if at all possible, uh, if you're in a situation where you've got a relationship with your physician, where you feel you can be about your drug use, um, because they're, <laughs> you know, they need to have all the information they can possibly have to Absolutely. best treat you, um, for whatever you're seeing them for. So, um, personally, I've always been open and honest with my physicians when it comes to my drug use, but, um, yeah, uh, I definitely feel like that's an important thing. Yeah, whereas I have had the exact opposite experience that Scott has, where I've had to keep my cannabis use uh, completely under my hat, and because um, my doctor did not approve or had some sort of feeling about me medicating with a plant instead of a synthetic alternative. Right. But if, if you find yourself in that situation, 
good news is there are cannabis doctors who are out here to kind of bypass um, that traditional physician um, and and get you the medicine that you hope and think will be you know successful for you. So yeah, uh, go to the website in whatever state you're in. You know, apply for your patient number. Mm-hmm. Once you get that patient number, uh, whether it's through your physician, if they are a qualified um, certifying uh, physician in your state, or a Canadoc, um, which you can find through any number of avenues. You know, you can contact a dispensary um, and ask them if they have any information regarding doctors that you could see. Um, you could probably go to your local head shop um, and probably, <laughs> you know, see if they have any like flyers or business cards for any doctors that are involved in certifying patients, um, you know. And then, you know, there's the good old fashioned Google because uh, Google will give you a list. Absolutely. A yeah. mighty list. Yeah, I'm, I am sure that if I typed Baltimore cannabis, cannabis doctors. doctors into Google right now, there would be no shortage of uh, information that pops up. And Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you can you can probably expect to pay anywhere between like 50 and... $200. Yeah, I've, I've heard some ridiculous um, quotes yeah. before, which... You know, I guess it's all subjective. Um, and to me personally, it depends on how much information I feel like you're provided. I feel like it, it should be contingent on that. Right. Right. Yeah. If, if somebody's just listening to a list of your symptoms and then going, yeah, sure, I think cannabis works for you. Right. You know, and, and signing off for you, then that's one thing. Um, it's another thing if somebody listens to your list of symptoms and then says, yeah, I think cannabis would be good for you. You know, maybe you don't want to smoke because you mentioned you have asthma. So you might want to look into trying edibles first or, you know, alternative delivery methods. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, my first doctor essentially looked at me, said, okay, you've got these things. Cool. Pushed it right through. Right. My second doctor that I now have that I adore uh, has spent copious amounts of time on the phone with me on telehealth calls. And honestly, I mean, I think I spent $100 on my research, but he's always there for questions. I can call him and ask him for the name of a doctor who I can see, who I can be honest with about my cannabis use. Uh, so he's been super helpful. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's all absolutely relative to what you can afford and what's available to you. Um, I know there are a lot of providers do offer like military discounts, sometimes Mm -hmm. even free certification for qualifying veterans or people in um, like the healthcare industry or things like that. I've seen lots of different or even medical assistant programs. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think you mentioned... Mm-hmm. Well, the state of Maryland, when you sign up for your uh, patient ID card, they waive the fee for uh, veterans and Maryland medical assistant cardholders. So all you need is your veteran affairs ID or your red white, uh, red and white medical assistant card from, from the state. Which is fantastic. Uh, yeah, but... Uh... You do those things, um, you know, there may be a passport photo involved. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned on the last episode, the 
I just downloaded an app for that. I just literally went on the, you know, the Google Play Store or whatever and typed in, um, you know, free passport photo. And it gave me three or four different options. The first one that I downloaded worked for me. Just take your picture up against a white, white background. Um, don't be wearing any sort of like scarf or coat or anything like that. Um, don't yeah. smile. Yeah, don't, uh, right. <laughs> don't, don't smile. Um, lots of us have no problem following that one anyway. But uh, yeah, um, should be fairly straightforward for you. And then, you know, hopefully you apply for your car. I know here in the state of Maryland, it can take quite a while to get the physical card. But once you give your information to a certifying physician, you are actually good to go. Yep. Um, you just take a um, state-issued or government-issued valid um, photo ID to the dispensary with your uh, patient number that you've been given by your, your certifying physician, and you don't actually have to wait. A lot of people seem to get confused by that. You don't have to wait for the physical card to come in the mail because sometimes in Maryland, that can take quite a while. I've seen some crazy months. Yeah. Uh, I've, I just yeah. saw one online the other day where somebody had said, because basically they were telling people like, don't freak out. I was freaking out and it just showed up. <laughs> so, right. Um, yeah, that physical card can take quite a while. But as soon as you have that um, certification from your caregiver, you're good to go. Just take in your, um, like I said, government, you know, current valid photo ID and uh, and you're ready to rock. Yeah. And y'all, you, you will do that on the MMCC website. Yeah, if you're here here in Maryland, um, MMCC is the certifying uh, government body. And One Stop is the name of the, uh, the website that was launched, ooh, I guess. Last uh, summer. It was last summer. It was last yeah. summer. Um, yeah, it's been... Uh, it's had its it's had its <laughs> issues. Um, some days are better than others. Um, I mean, you know, there have been days where dispensaries have had to shut down because the MMCC websites are is not working, not functioning, and um, you can't verify a patient. You can't see patients. Right, uh, it can be very frustrating. So, um, but that is what we all have to deal with. Um, so um, that's that's how you do it, folks. If you have any specific questions about your individual state, you know, uh, we're only familiar with Maryland, but we'd be happy to help you look into research, what have you, um, doing whatever you need to do wherever you are, um, if you're interested in becoming a patient. So yeah, that was one of the, that was one of the big questions we got this week. I know one of the ones that I got from several people as well was about just a kind of a glossary of terms, right? Oh my like, God. Like, what are you all talking about <laughs> when you're talking about cannabis? Um, you know, obviously some things are kind of specific to uh, medical cannabis. Some things are just general cannabis use and knowledge terms. Um, but we thought we would go through, you know, just some a, list. Of, the, yeah, a yeah. list of those for you. Um, just so you know what we're, we're talking about when we talk about these things. If there's, you know, ever a term that we use that you're, you've got a question about, please feel free, reach out. You know, we're happy to explain ourselves whenever you feel like uh, you would benefit from additional uh, information. 
And just to circle back real quick, I will put the um, steps on how to get your MMCC card on the blog, which is at uh, theheadyconversations.com. Nice. Yeah, super cool. So it'll be there for your reference. And yeah, the uh, the link to email us is there as well. Um, and of course, you can always reach out on Insta or what have you. So um, yeah, let us know if you have any any specific questions there. But um, yeah, getting going on kind of the, the glossary of terms in relation to medical program, I think we just mentioned. Allotment. Yeah, allotment, <laughs> right? So um, when you hear the word allotment, that means literally just how much cannabis you're allowed to purchase in any given time frame. Yes. And in Maryland, it is a uh, rolling 30-day allotment. So what you purchase on the first of the month will be returned to you on the first of the next month. It is not you get 120 grams, which is generally the starter allotment of flour at the beginning of the month. And once you hit, you know, once you go through that, it's not coming back until that first time that you made that purchase. Right. I personally try to um, never purchase too much at once um even when places are having big crazy sales (laughs) i still tend to um kind of purchase in chunks so i'll like i'll purchase my edibles for the month Mm -hmm. one week maybe um and then you know a week or two later purchase a couple eighths or you know a pack of pre-rolls or whatever to get some flour um and kind of keep it rotating like that so i'm never really getting more than I don't know, probably 10, 12, 14 grams at a time. 14 at least. Yeah. Or at the most. Yeah, with, you know, concentrates or whatever mixed in. Because um, you also don't want your flour to get old and smell like hay. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll get to that later on. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody wants that for sure. Um, cannabis does stay for quite a while. You know, if you keep... Mm-hmm. If you keep your flour in a dark um, glass or like stainless steel, whatever metal mm-hmm. container um, in the dark, then it'll stay fresh for quite a while, you know. But I tend to tend to not try to keep it around for more than I don't know. I th- need to. <laughs> well, you know me. I like to taste my way through the menu, so. Um, I tend to, I tend to have a lot of different variety at a time, not necessarily a great quantity, but Mm. a lot of different little bits of different things that I'm kind of hoarding and holding on to, um, because I find specific strains that I like for kind of specific circumstances or whatever, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I've never personally come up against a situation where I've run into maxing out my allotment. But um, I know plenty of people who have. <laughs> it can be real easy if you, you know, run into a bad pain situation or emotional situation yeah. or you just need mood boost and, and distraction and relief. Um, I feel yeah. like around the holidays, people generally get into the jackpot with their allotments. Um, and that's just been my experience as cannabis professional and working with patients. Uh, that there comes that time where it's like December 23rd and they've got like 1.5 grams left on their allotment. Right. Because, well, 
it's the holidays and we all know how that goes. Right. Stress. <laughs> Stress. Social anxiety. There's a lot. Yeah. Familial responsibilities, what have you. Um, but yeah, that's that's your allotment. That That's what your allotment's all about. All right. Let's go on to blunt. Yeah. So a blunt is a um, tobacco-based. You know, I think that's kind of the distinct. That's what I think of as that's the what I think of as well. Yeah. So there's there's some sort of whether it's tobacco leaf or you know whether you're mixing tobacco in with it, which mm-hmm. I know some people this do. This is spliff. Well, yeah, to me. The, the Euro- <laughs> well, the European style, sure. Yeah, yeah, the Euro- the Europeans definitely. Um, and I don't know, correct us if we're wrong. Maybe they're not still doing that. It's been a while since I've um, been to Europe. <laughs> gotten, gotten, gotten to get over to Europe and, and join any of my friends uh, for a puff. But um, yeah, I know the first few times that I went to Amsterdam, for sure, I was kind of... And I was a cigarette smoker at the time. But and I was still, still surprised. Still surprised and kind of grossed out, honestly. Like, I don't know, man, like... The, the, the type of cannabis that we have available in these programs is so good and tastes so good. Uh, Why even, would you put tobacco in with it? Yeah, even the best tobacco, and I don't know, maybe I'm making the cigar smokers angry now, but it's still really not comparable to um, the flavors of cannabis. Agreed. But, uh, but yeah, so that's a blunt. Whether you're, you know, buying, buying a... Uh, Backwoods. A backwoods or Philly or Dutch or whatever. They're all blunts. Yep. Splitting it down the middle, filling it with weed. It's yeah. a blunt. Um, next one, I guess, is... Bongs! Yeah, bongs. Your good old-fashioned <laughs> uh, water pipe. Yes. Um, right? So the, the purpose of a bong the, uh, is to give you some filtration. To, to run that smoke through a little yeah. bit of water. So... It cools filters, the smoke. Yeah, cools the smoke, uh, like literally cools the smoke. Um, so it's not as hot going into your lungs, uh, but also filters out a little bit of, you know, tar and, and some of the other yeah non-desirables um, that come from burning plant matter. Yeah. And also the really nice thing about most bongs is that they come with an ice chamber, which cools that smoke down even more, which leads to an even smoother hit. Yeah, I feel like, and and to me, it's a really great medicating device. I was just taking some ice hits the other day because you get a bong hit, you're not long for this world. <laughs> <laughs> they, it, it tends to be a high impact uh, delivery method for sure. I don't know anybody who's smoking like a sativa out of a bong. Do you? Uh, well, I was taking some hits of some uh, gelato cake the other day, one percent limonene, so. Kind yeah, of sort of. Sativa. That's a hybrid to me. Like I'm not. I'm talking like a sativa. Everything's a hybrid. But yes, uh, yes yeah, everything right. is I mean, a hybrid. Well, I mean, people dab straight sativa concentrates. It's true. I do it. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Moving so on. bowl. Bowl is a pipe. A, a waterless bowl. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, a, it's just a, a pipe. pipe. Any, yeah. Anything from you know your your corn cob to you know your little. <laughs> One hitter. <laughs> Stone, you know, sometimes it's got a carb on the side of it where you have to hold down for, you know, to restrict the airflow so it pulls through. Um, sometimes it's just a straight spoon, I yep. think. Um, but yeah, any type of marijuana pipe, cannabis pipe is typically referred to as a bowl. 
You generally don't want to buy a bowl that's made out of wood either. No. Um, <laughs> Corncob pipes are generally disposable in that sense. I Personally, glass. Glass you know, is the way to go. I think mainly, you know, even metal is just not. Do you remember those? Yeah. Well, I still I still know people that use, and when we don't have that on here, but dugout. I still know people I have that a, use. I still have an old dugout upstairs. Yeah. Um, the old, the, the one that looks like a cigarette. Is yeah. It that it's one, it's oh one of those. God. Yeah. yeah. So a dugout, (laughs) just so we'll get this out of the way, is technically a bowl, but also a one-hitter. It's meant to hold a very small amount of cannabis and generally very discreetly. Uh, Generally comes in a wooden container with a little slide, so you can pack your cannabis on one side and uh, your one-hitter on the other. You essentially just dip your one-hitter in, get some weed on it, light it up, smoke it, flick it out, put it back in, put it away. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a glass boy for sure. For sure, um, easier to clean, preserves the flavor. You're not tasting anything else. Um, yeah, speaking of what you're tasting, bud, bud. So bud is literally, you know, the bud of the flower, mm-hmm. right? The a chunk of cannabis is a bud. So, naturally, the people that sell you those things are... Bud tenders. Right. (laughs) Um, Not the most creative uh, thing that we named our uh, cannabis dispensary workers, but it makes sense. Everybody hears it and knows immediately what you mean, the person who's selling you your cannabis. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when it comes to your cannabis, what are they selling you, right? What are they? It's not just THC. Uh, right. So cannabinoids, um, that includes all of the psychoactive parts of the cannabis plant. So we're talking about THC, uh, which is the primary one that most people are seeking out when they're Mm -hmm. using cannabis. Um, and also the primary cannabinoid in the plant. Um, but we're also talking about CBD, CBG, CBG, CBN, CBN um, the different types of THC, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which obviously people have started hearing more about Delta 8, and Delta 10 and things like that. Um, but yeah, all of these different things are present in the plant. It's not just THC. And every living thing has an endocannabinoid system, which is what your body has that (laughs) that makes perfect sense right um so yeah um and all of our endocannabinoid systems are completely different yes so what makes me high will not necessarily make scott high or or vice versa high in the same way or exactly right um but yeah your endocannabinoid system runs throughout your entire body basically Mm -hmm. you know there are receptors almost everywhere um so it's not just you know, it's going to make me sleepy and it's going to make me hungry. And it's in, it, it does all of these different things throughout your body, depending on the cannabinoids that are present in right. whatever delivery method that you're using. Um, yeah. So uh, last week, one of the things that we talked about was caregiver, right? So yeah. um, caregiver is defined as a person who can buy medicine for you, handle your meds, um, process meds for you in different ways. Um, And as of last week, you know, I had mentioned I wasn't sure if other states had those types of programs. And 
it looks like most do, right? So if you're not in Maryland, but the thought of uh, having a cannabis caregiver is something that interests you, somebody that can kind of help guide you through or, you know, make your journey easier for you or handle your meds in a way that you're not comfortable handling them, um, there more than likely is a caregiver program in your state. Check it out. For sure. Um, Let's see. Uh, Where are we? Concentrates. Uh, So concentrates are extracts from plant matter. 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 (laughs) (laughs) All plants matter. All all plants do matter. Um, And it contains THC, CBD, and a whole bunch of terpenes generally, uh, depending on what you're getting with your concentrate. And you'll usually see them in the shatter, batter, butter, wax sugar, live resin, (laughs) dry sift, the list goes on and on. Um, And they're usually extracted via ethanol, butane, CO2, um, or dry sifting. Yep. Any number of ways to process those. But yeah, basically you're talking about um, the good stuff, quote unquote. Right. the, The stuff that interacts with that endocannabinoid system we were just talking about, the THC, the terps, et cetera. Uh, without the plant matter, um, which is, you know, quote unquote, a cleaner um, way of, you know, getting your meds in in a certain way. Um, I guess it's debatable given, you know, depending on how it was extracted. For sure. And some people are super snobby about, (laughs) you know, the (laughs) types of extractions that they're into. You know, some people are only into the live stuff or what have you, but... Um, yeah, basically concentrates uh, high test medicine. Definitely uh, 70 percent or higher is generally a, a test on a concentrate. That that makes sense. That sounds THC. sounds about right. Yeah, sure. Um, so another way to get your meds is through cones, right? You'll hear us talking about cones sometimes when we talk about what we're smoking at any given time. Um, just a pre-rolled paper with a little filter on mm-hmm. the bottom of it, um, you know, raw vibes, blah blah blah. Any number of brands out there. Um, Pretty much every every paper company makes a cone, yeah, as great. well as a rolling paper. Great for those of you who don't know how to roll um, or haven't invested in a rolling machine for yourself, uh, the lazy man's way or lazy person's way. Sorry. To um, <laughs> to uh, roll yourself a spliff. Definitely one of those lazy people. So uh, <laughs> one of the other questions we got this week was about how um, growers basically get the types of plants that they have, um, and uh, you know how the medicine that we have available is determined. Mm-hmm. Right. So that comes down to. Um, cultivars uh, is one of the things that that comes down to. And a cultivar is a um, strain that's been bred in-house to specifically express different traits or, you know, other traits. So they're taking, you know, strains that they've already acquired through um, purchasing, licensing, there's different ways, all sorts of different things. Yeah, um, that these grow houses kind of get their hands on their their initial supply, um, but then after that point, anything that comes out of that house usually 
is going to um, be be developed in house by crossing different things back and forth. I know Evermore does a lot of that. Uh, yeah, Evermore, and I mean, we're definitely starting to see um, here locally in Maryland, Verano do a lot mm-hmm. of that now with like gas powered cake, gas powered cake, G Nana, mm-hmm. Tai G, um, yeah, some really some really cool stuff um, that they've been doing. I mean, their whole G series is, is across, yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, with the with the jet fuel the g6 um but yeah so that's that's how we get what we get right some of it has just been brought to the state um as the initial kind of stock that uh, a grower was allowed to open up with and purchased and licensed from wherever um and then the rest of it is developed in-house through that grower and their mm-hmm. their in-house uh, expertise let's see what's next Cure. Um, cure. Speaking of that expertise. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so the cure is how the flower is taken care of after it's taken off the plant. Which means a lot of things. Because generally it goes into a room. Dark. A dark room. Temperature controlled, humidity controlled, all that With lots stuff. of fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, basically, you know, cured drying or um, uh, controlled, controlled drying, drying is, yeah. is what determines your cure. And uh, curing, yeah, can can turn mediocre weed into better weed, can turn very good weed into somewhat mediocre weed. Um, Most if definitely. It's not, if it's not cured properly. Yeah. Um, dabbing, right? We talked about concentrates. Um, dabbing is what you do with a concentrate right? that's just the term that's been developed to uh talk about you know using a dose of mm-hmm. a concentrate right um dose is another term you know and basically when you hear dose of course you know what what you think it would be um any specific amount of medicine we've also got uh decarb on the list uh which is essentially if you're making at-home edibles um, you're gonna, and you're using, and you're starting with flour. You're going to have to decarb that flour, which means that you're going to uh, heat it to, I believe it's 180 degrees for about 15 minutes. That's what I've always decarbed mine at. That sounds right, but don't quote me on um, that. I think it also depends on what you're doing it in, right? Because you can use jars, or you can right. use like turkey bags, or or a there's... piece of aluminum foil with your. <laughs> with your cannabis on it (laughs) in a toaster oven yeah um so yeah you decarb it it becomes nice and golden brown it releases all the cannabinoids and gets everything like working in the flour so when you actually do put it into a processor to make oil or a tincture etc you're going to get the full flour uh benefits yeah um Speaking of oils and tinctures, mm-hmm. right? Different delivery methods. Yes. Um, so we've talked about uh, concentrates. Um, we've talked about. Um, uh, we haven't yet talked about flour, but yeah. Well, we did bud a little bit. Yeah, bud, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and also edibles now. For sure. Um, so obviously edibles, any sort of ingested, um, and then topicals. Topicals, transdermals. transdermals, right? And the difference between those two, a topical sits on top of the skin, mm-hmm. whereas a transdermal gets absorbed down into, into the, the bloodstream. bloodstream through, right? So 
Like a topical will not fail a drug test for you, but a transdermal could. Sure will. Yeah. Um, so yeah, different different delivery methods, suppositories. For definitely. Um, something that we don't have available on the Maryland market. We do. We do? We do. Who? Uh, District Cannabis does sell suppositories. I totally forgot about that. Yep. I have not seen those available um, in any of the dispensaries I go to. I believe they're only available at their dispensary because I don't think that there's a big call in the Maryland market. I feel like that's sort of a a taboo way of medicating that we all haven't gotten our brains around for some reason. But if you've got lower back pain, to me, that would be the best way to hit it right on. Sure. In that area. Or even... For the ladies out there, cramps. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I can't speak to that yeah. uh, personally, but something that I've heard from patients and friends alike over the years, for sure. Um, Definitely. Is that cannabis suppositories absolutely mm-hmm. um, are great for any sort of issues down there. Or uh, even like GI, like gastrointestinal um, upset. Crohn's, I think, Crohn's. is something else that I've heard suppositories absolutely are supposed to be good for. But um, yeah, so those are your delivery methods. Um, entourage effect. Ooh, that is everything working right. together to get you to where you need to be medicated. Right. So all those cannabinoids that we talked about earlier, right? Not just high THC or high, you know, um, high CBD, something that's got a mix of all those different things. Um, and also hopefully some terps too. Lots of terps. Yeah. To go with it. Uh, your grinder is going to be the thing that you use to, you know, grind um, up your weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a little herb grinder. Um, if you're, that's, that kind of opens up, cracks open, exposes all those different terps and those cannabinoids yeah. um, that are trapped inside the structure of the bud. Um, so that you're, you know, getting all the good stuff. And I highly recommend if you're going to buy a grinder, you get a three-chambered grinder, uh, simply because at that point, you'll have your flour on top, which you will grind. The flour will sift through as the grinded flour, grinded, (laughs) ground flour. I'm having a really hard time speaking today. Um, Ground flour will sift through, and then um, there will be a little screen at the very bottom of that, which will sift off your keef. Now we can talk about keep. Yeah, absolutely. So keep is, is kind of a concentrate, right? Because it's a concentrated source of those cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, it, again, um, removing or uh, avoiding most of the plant material. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, you can use keef in a number of ways. You can sprinkle it on top of a bowl. You can mix it in with some material that you're packing into a, co- a cone or rolling up in a joint. If you're making dinner, you can uh, grease your pan with bacon grease and put a little keef in there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can absolutely um, use keef to make edibles, too. I've used it in making gravy, too. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah sure. Complements the sage very nicely. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, head shop, we mentioned before. Um, that's the place where you go get all your fun cannabis stuff. Sure. You know, your pipes, your your bowls, your bongs your whatever it is uh, i feel like our oldest one is karmic connection i know in you and i both grew up with karmic uh, <laughs> i'm sure uh, they'll be happy to hear that we mentioned them. um 
No, I mean, I've been going there since I was 18 years old. I worked there. Uh, I totally forgot about that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's where you go to get all your things, cannabis, and usually, you know, stuff like incense and candles and, mm-hmm. you know, just the stuff that's fun when you're high, too. <laughs> Blacklight posters, drapery, right. all of the things that you might need. Uh, hybrid. Um, so you're going to hear that term quite often because, frankly, most cannabis is hybrid cannabis at this point. Definitely. Um, so that just means a little bit of both worlds, right? It's not a straight sativa. It's not a straight indica. It's going to give you some of the effects from both types of cannabis, basically. Oh, let's see. Where are we? Hydro. Is it hydroponic? Yeah, we're talking sure. about hydroponic weed? Yeah, so, so... So, no soil. Right. It's just grown with, with light and water. Yep, pretty simple stuff. Um, yeah, some people are, you know, bio snobs, meaning they only want, you know, cannabis that was grown in dirt or substrate or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, then other people will argue that, you know, hydro is the... Do we have any hydroponic growers in Maryland? Straight hydroponics? I don't know. I, it, to be honest with you, I, I really don't know, to be sure. That's that's something that we can look into for next time. Yeah, it seems like a really clean way to do, to do things, too, because you can recycle the water as well. Yeah, but, I'm you know, I mean, somehow we saw they had a big, huge... Oh, like, d- yeah, they recycle their substrate. Well, and, and their water, too. And to their water, yeah. Um, so I don't think that's necessarily... Um, more environmentally impactful or not necessarily yeah not necessarily but but i don't know for sure to be honest with you neither of us are growers so we don't know not yet one Um, day but yeah indica obviously we just talked about so that's going to be a plant that tends to do more of the sedating right relaxing sedating calming calming pain relief uh sleep aid um appetite stimulant Although, I don't know. I guess you could argue that either way. It just, it, dep- it depends on the strain. Right, right. Like, I mean... Well, it depends on the person. And, too, and on the person, sure. for sure. Yeah. And that and whether or not, you know, where Humulane sits in it all. We'll get back to Humulane and Terps later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, land race strain, I think we mentioned briefly last time. Mm-hmm. Um, that just means... They c- it comes from the Dutch word, I believe. Um meaning original so they're the strains that the oldest strains that we know about right we talked about how cannabis goes back thousands of years these are strains that we know come from a specific area we know the genetics Mm -hmm. of um yeah uh the uh acapulco gold that's definitely a landrace strain um some of the cushions Mm -hmm. from like the uh himalayas and stuff like that um there's different land race strains for different countries all over the world. Yeah. All over the world. Um, so yeah, you can, uh, you know, as we expose you to those strains as time goes on, we'll talk about that more. I think one of the biggest ones in Maryland, at least was mag land race. Yeah. Um, Larf, which I didn't know about oh, until right. today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mini buds, small buds, basically just, you know, kind of the less mature parts of a plant. You'll see sometimes, you know, a dispensary or whatever will have a deal on something and it'll be listed as mini buds or small buds. 
It's just not the big, you know, the toppers. Not the, the big, big chunky beautiful. girls. Yeah. Yeah, live resin. So live resin is a concentrate, but it is made with flash frozen cannabis. Right. So the the cannabis is not dried at all. It is just frozen fresh and, and extracted fresh off the plant. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to get like a super, super, usually very terpy. Yeah. Usually high terps, um, big in flavor. Usually not super high in THC necessarily. Not, not necessarily. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. Um, but yeah, just, I guess in theory, kind of the closest to the natural expression of that plant uh, that you're going to get. Other than smoking <laughs> right. the flower itself. And they uh, usually smoke really smoothly, too. Uh, yeah, that's been my experience, for sure. Um, and there's lots of different ways, you know, uh, there are different concentrates that you will see as live resin, cartridges, um, different things. Um, but yeah, a, a really fresh and flavorful way to experience your cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, the munchies. <laughs> I definitely have a little bit of the munchies going on. Should I have made that charcuterie platter? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I regret it now. I regret it now. Um, but yeah, you know, basically there are types of cannabis that will uh, stimulate your appetite, mm-hmm. make you make you hungry. Yeah, particularly um, effective for people who are experiencing wasting syndrome etc or people who just don't have an appetite sure. because of stress and anxiety um so the munchies aren't necessarily a bad thing no for sure uh, there are definitely people that are seeking out mm-hmm. that that uh, particular characteristic from their cannabis for sure um normal 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 is an advocacy group um so their big mission is to legalize federally put an end to cannabis prohibition right so if you are interested in getting involved with changing the laws in regards to cannabis in your area probably the first thing you should do is look up normal normal in your state or wherever you are national organization for the reformation reformation of marijuana marijuana laws Um, Yeah, I know we have a Maryland normal, so I'm sure you have a normal wherever you are as well. I believe there is at least one in every state. Yeah, and they can, and probably, probably outside of the U.S. as well. I think they're active outside the U.S. Yeah, they were established in 1970, so they've been around and, and, and pushing this for a long time. And they're a nonprofit. Yes, absolutely. Um, Outdoor... Right, so we talked about hydro. <laughs> Obviously, hydro is grown indoors with a hydroponic system. Outdoor just means it's grown outside in the dirt with the sun. Um, yeah, uh, still being given nutrients and pest control and all that good stuff to you know create a high quality cannabis that you can enjoy that'll test high in terps and THC and all that good stuff, but grown outside. Right. Uh, Proposition 215. It's the Medical Marijuana Initiative, which was started in 1996, so not even that long ago. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it was a long time ago. <laughs> almost 30 years ago. I still forget that the 90s weren't 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so basically the first. You know, the, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because it was the first one, and I don't think a lot of people realize how long um, legalization has been going on here in the United States. But Prop 215 was basically the, the first iteration, the first, you know, um, step uh, towards this long road towards an end to prohibition. Um, so, you know, tip, tip our hat to the, uh, the OGs of the industry who helped us all get to where we are today, where we can enjoy this beautiful medicine. Speaking of terms, OG. Yes. Does not stand for ocean grown. (laughs) (laughs) It stands for original gangster. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Sure. (laughs) Because people are like, OG, what is that? (laughs) Um, Rig. Yeah, that's what you smoke your concentrates out of. You do your dab from your rig of your concentrate, yes. right? So that can be something digital, um, like a fancy pants, uh, you know, Puffco or yep. uh, Pax or, you know, Terp Pen or what have you, or just a simple, you know, glass rig, glass with a torch heating it up. Um, the banger is, uh, you know, the hitter piece for your rig. Um, that you heat up with the torch and then put your concentrate on to. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty simple explanation for that. Uh, RSO. Richard Simpson oil. <clears throat> uh, so it's full spectrum cannabis oil. It is the purest form of cannabis oil, I guess you could have. Because it does have everything. It has your terpenes. It's, But it still also has plant matter in it. Yes, a little bit of plant matter. Um, And yeah, this is the, you know, the famous story of the gentleman who cured himself of his skin cancer by, you know, studying which strains had these specific properties and, you know, how to process them in such a way to kind of concentrate and amplify those properties. And yeah, really... um, easy way to make edibles um definitely if you're if you're not uh, opposed to uh, a little bit of that plant taste uh, because it's definitely going to be present if you make your edibles with rso unless you're using dark chocolate i feel like uh there are certain edibles on the market i don't know if we want to mention brand names that use rso um evermore makes discos that have been that are RSO based. Uh, now they're on the market, 10 milligrams, dark chocolate, and they're, it's good medicine. Personally, I don't notice the flavor there. I don't I, either. I know a lot of people who still do. Uh, I think it's worse with the gummies. I, well, I definitely think Honestly. it's worse. I definitely <laughs> think it's worse with the gummies. I haven't uh, had the regular discos in a while, but, um, and, Worse is a relative term because I know people who love the discos too. Right. I mean, um, I love the effects of the discos, but the flavor. Was... I love the flavor of the chocolate discos. Oh, they the, don't, yeah. The... They they don't bother me at all. But I still know people who say they can taste the medicine. Really. Personally, it is medicine, so yeah, I don't I... mind if I can taste it a little bit because it still tastes better than medicine. Medicine, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Liquid Benadryl. But that's just me. Um, Sativa, right? We talked about indica before um, being the more relaxing, the more sedating. So sativa is obviously kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, she's definitely going to have your high pinenes, your high limonene, high terpenoline, 
Um, spindly leaves, generally. Tends to be a thinner, a thinner uh, kind of sparser leaf. Um, plant. Yeah, which is why you don't see as many sativas on the market because the uh, growers don't get as much from each sativa plant mm-hmm. as they do from each indica plant. So, um, well... They're fluffy buds. I feel like they're super fluffy spindly buds. Yeah, they tend to be fluffier buds. Um, You know, I also think some of that has to do with demand, though, right? I think more people are looking for more of a relaxing, sedating um, effect from cannabis than are looking for a energizing, focusing effect necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't even know that those effects are possible, (laughs) personally, but... Um, that's a different story, I suppose. Yeah. Um, shake. So shake's just going to be like looser buds or sometimes actual ground up stuff. It just depends mm-hmm. on the it dispensary depends on the dispenser- or yeah. the company to, to a little degree, um, to what they mean by shake. But generally if you hear shake, you're going to think of not necessarily, you know, uh, those big, you know, colas, the big buds that we were talking right. about before. But also not necessarily trim. Right. Yeah. Which trim, is another. A, tr- trim another. can then have some stems, stems. Uh, some more leaves. A, a lot of keef. Sometimes a lot of keef. It just yeah. depends on the strain, really. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fan leaves, sugar leaves, uh, kind of a uh, mixed bag of all of it. You know, yeah. the stuff that they couldn't sell you as buds or even shake <laughs> is then trim. Shake, you can still smoke. Trim, you can still smoke it. But it's better for cooking. Uh, yeah, Honestly. usually going to be better to process trim um, or you're going to get more bang for your mm-hmm. buck uh, or a better experience out of that. Um, but yeah. your mileage may vary. Yeah, that's true. And it just depends on where you are and what they're calling trim or shake for sure. Yeah. Terps. Oh, do we want to get into that? <laughs> do we want to get into that right now or do we want to power onto tinctures and wrap it up with terps? Okay, we can do that, sure. Um, So tincture, yeah, we we did not mention as a delivery method, or maybe we did briefly, but a tincture is going to be either an alcohol or a oil-based extraction method. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the benefits of tinctures, in my opinion, tend to be that super discreet. Um, You can use them in a lot of different ways. You can use them to dose food or a beverage. Um, you know, if you're out in a social situation where other people are drinking, you can put a couple of drops of tincture in a glass with some ice and some fizzy water. For sure. And everybody thinks you're having a cocktail, right. you know, um, and you're just sipping on your, your cannabis relaxer. You your know? cannabis juice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like tinctures a lot. You can also put tinctures. Sublingually. Yeah. Which is hold it under your tongue for anywhere between... As long as you can, in my well, yeah, personal as long as experience. You can, but I think, you know, you want to do it for at least 30 to 60 seconds, seconds. to get the best effect. Um, and you're going to get, you know, rather than it going down into your digestive system and starting to break down that way, um, it'll just get right into your bloodstream through underneath your tongue. Uh, let's talk about trichomes real quick. Trichomes are the parts of the plant that contain most of those cannabinoids that we talked about earlier. Yep. And if you look at a cannabis flower under a microscope, you're going to see these like juicy 
bubbles yeah, they of almost, deliciousness. <laughs> they, they almost look like antenna, mm-hmm. you know, kind of coming off. Um, not the hairs, not like the orange hairs that you see, um, but you'll usually see trichomes coming off of Definitely. those too. Uh, but yeah, the different uh, little, almost like alien fingers mm-hmm. or... Um, yeah, Like frog fingers. That's also part yeah. of how you know when a plant is ready to harvest and when it's yes. been cured properly. There are lots of different things you can tell by looking at the trichomes on a plant closely. Yes, and even from far away, if your bud is super frosty... That's going to be the trichomes. Yeah. Presence of lots of trichomes means presence of lots of cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you hear 30% THC, that literally means that 30% of that one gram of flour is, you know, THC is that psychoactive, you know, chemical that you're looking for. um, That's going to give you that intoxicated, relaxed feeling. Um, you know, and then the rest of the plant is going to be made up of terps and whatever else, and then actual plant matter. Um, but yeah. Um, wraps. Wraps. So yeah, any type of... Non, uh, um, tobacco wrap. I feel like they can be tobacco They can be. Yeah, like you can get But like you can get hemp wraps, Mm -hmm. and there's all sorts of different things that they're made out of now. Yeah. So it's not just a, a tobacco wrap anymore. Yeah, just some sort of thing to um, wrap up your cannabis in to create some sort of, you know, smoking option for you. Yeah. So as we, we hinted at um, on Instagram and a bunch of other places, um, Scott will not be taking a tolerance break this week. <laughs> no. Uh, but, but we, we will, will we'll be talking about tolerance we breaks. Mention, we will mention what it is. Yeah, so yeah just a, a tolerance break is exactly what it sounds like. Taking a break from um, the usage of your cannabis to help control um, the effects and the amount that it has or the, the amount that it takes to get the effects that you need. That's the yes. definition of tolerance. How much of something it takes... And how strong of a dose of something you need to take to get the effects that you want. So Mm -hmm. just like you're familiar with an alcohol tolerance, cannabis is no different, right? For sure. So at times um, you may want to, not everybody does (laughs) or needs to, um, take breaks to help regulate the effects that cannabis has on your body. Um, I've done tolerance breaks for as little as... Two or three days, um, and there's plenty of evidence that suggests that that's plenty effective. I've also done tolerance breaks for as long as a month uh, mm-hmm. or two weeks. Um, it really just depends on how much I think my tolerance is out of whack of where I want it to be, right? Um, and I know you say... I've never taken a tolerance break. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because I know where my levels need to be. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure of it. It's, I mean, I know my, you know, I don't think I've used anything higher than a 10 milligram of an edible in about a year. And I only use my concentrates when I'm having really bad pain days. So otherwise I'm just smoking a bowl or a joint to deal with stress or anxiety or uh, any little you know, old injury that 
might just be annoyed that day, but if it's like a bad day like today, tonight I'm definitely going to bed with the puff co. <laughs> um, but that's I just keep my my tolerance super in check. Yeah, and I mean, but that is a that is you managing your tolerance. Right. You're just not doing it with breaks. Right. You're just maybe a little more careful and knowledgeable about you know. And that's, we talked about the journals last week. That's mm-hmm. a way to do that. Um, you know, we talked about the apps that are available now um, that you can use to track your usage um, and the effects that you feel. Um, you know, speaking of the effects that you feel, the word psychoactive. Yes. Uh, psychoactive right. versus intoxication. Right. So I feel like we talk about um, things like um, the, the lesser cannabinoids, CBD, CBG, CBN as non-psychoactive when they still are are. psychoactive. Um, They're just not intoxicating. You know, CBD definitely can have calming effects. Um, It it definitely can change the way um, that you perceive or interact with your environment, you know, Mm -hmm. or with your body at the very least. Um, So just, you know, just be aware when you hear that something isn't um, psychoactive, Sometimes really what they mean is it's not going to make you feel high, but it might right. still make you feel different. You know, yeah. it, it might still make you um, or help you feel, you know, happier, less stress, uh, less anxiety, you know, whatever it may be. You know, it will have or it can have those effects still. Yeah, know? definitely. Yes. So Terps. So terps. Let's move on down to Terps. All right. Because uh, I know we got that from quite a few people. <laughs> Um, it's something that you'll hear us talk about often. I think we both care just as much, if not more about the Terps that are present in the products that we buy than we do the THC level for the most part. Oh, definitely. I don't shop THC levels at all. I want there to be a lot of Terps in my medicine. And that's just because I get more benefits from a higher terp content than I do from a higher THC content. But again, that's my endocannabinoid system, not necessarily yours. Um, the, mo- the most prevalent terpene in all of this is myrcene. Right. Yeah. Myrcene is probably as a bud tender, the thing that most of your patients are looking for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and myrcene is, um, I like to refer to it as the hammer over the back of the head, right? If that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for that thing to knock out your pain, to help mm-hmm. you sleep, um, to, you know, just calm you. Um, yeah, it, it's that it's the heavy hitter yeah. of the of the Terps. <laughs> yeah. And actually, they um, recommend I've, well, I've read on several different platforms that if you eat a mango 15 minutes before you smoke a heavy myrcene uh, strain, that your effects will be enhanced. That totally makes sense, right? I, because read, mangoes contain a ton of myrcene. I read, <clears throat> you know, a long time ago in regards to vitamins, that one of the main things with vitamins is it doesn't matter how many milligrams of this or that that you're taking because there are other things that are active in those mm-hmm. plants that contain those things that interact with them. So it makes sense that if you eat something that's got a lot of mercy and there are probably other things in that mango that boost the mercy up. So. I think it increases absorption rate. Okay. Um, I think that's what the overwhelming research 
sure. stated. I mean, it makes sense, yeah. right? Your endocannabinoid system is getting it from both your digestive system at that mm-hmm. point and, and your lungs and your lungs and your bloodstream that way. Uh, it's pretty earthy and musky. Um, and can also be kind of clovey. Yeah, we and talk, warm smelling. We talked about that runs last week being yeah. kind of musky, right? And mm-hmm. Mercine was the highest herb yep. present in that. Um, yeah, definitely going to give you that dank smell. I think, let's see. Afghan, Afghani uh, strains are really high in Mercine. Uh, I know we get Ray Charles in Maryland. Yeah, Ray Charles. I've still got a little bit of Ray Charles at 2.4% Mercine <laughs> that I use. It, you know, those nights when you wake up and you just cannot get back to sleep. Yep. Grind up a little 0.2, of some Ray Charles, put it in the bowl, and puff, puff, sleep. Puff, puff, sleep is exactly <laughs> yeah. what Mercine should be doing for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also great for anxiety. Yeah, it's just going to, it's all all those super chill out, you know, couch lock. That's that's what's going to give you couch lock. Marcine, yes. If that's what you want, if you if you just want to sit down and chill out, uh, Miss Mercine is the girl that you want to talk to, <laughs> for sure. Uh, the second most abundant is limonene, yeah. uh, which is going to give you that nice citrusy, um, fresh smell yeah lemons limes grapefruit oranges yeah you know i describe as bright Mm -hmm. you know it's going to be fresh you know a little bit gassy sometimes um you know tickle your nose a little bit when you put your nose in the bag or in the jar hopefully if it's in glass um yeah one of my favorites for sure like i said that um that gelato cake that i've got right now one percent limonene that's that's your mood boost in the middle of the day gas powered cake yeah 1.11 yeah (laughs) yeah nice nice and bright middle of the day you know perk you back up when you're starting to get tired or starting to feel the aches and the creaks or what have you for sure I i love her she definitely reduces stress and uh yeah mood booster uh, found in sour diesels, yep, sour um, diesel. Durban poison, Jack Herrera. Yeah, what else uh, locally with high limonene? Um, yes, lemon stuff, right? Lemon skunk, lemon meringue. Lemon, anything that has the word lemon or um, sour in the name is pretty much going to be a high limonene strain. Yeah, yeah. But also some of the gelato strains. Yes. Lots of limonene. Yeah, like I said, that gelato cake, uh, that green gelato. Wedding cake. Some of the cakes, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah. It's going to make your stuff taste good. Smell good, taste good. And make you feel good. Yep. Uh, Linalol is our next one. Yeah, we talked about her last week, right? With- I feel like I'm just starting to see lots more of her I, in flower. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Because um, the moon boots that I had last week had a ridiculous amount of linalol in that- it. That gelato cake had 2.5 terps, I think, altogether. And I think the linalool on that's like 0.4%. Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's going to be your, your lavender, right? Your nice chill out, mm-hmm. relaxation, super calming. Um, it's a strong sedative. It's even, I think, I believe it's a stronger sedative than Mercine. But working in, in conjunction with Mercine, right. it's a super knockout. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, you know, we talk about indica versus sativa. The, mm-hmm. the three terps that I think of when I think of an indica 
are um, caryophylline, uh, which <laughs> we'll get to. We'll next. get to, yeah. Um, linalool mm-hmm. and myrcene. Yeah. You know, those are the three that are going to give you that anti-inflammation, that sleep aid, you know, um, all of that good stuff to make you feel light and floaty and um, pain-free and relaxed. Um, and they all work together for right. sure. You know, if you want a big indica strain, you want to look for the three of those things together. In my opinion, that's what I'm mm-hmm. going to guide you to. Um, that's what my body wants. Um, that's going to just chill me out and make me feel great. Uh, and the next one is beta caryophylline. Yeah. Um, she's super peppery. So when you smell that black pepper or like uh, oregano basil scent, that that. I, I hesitate to use cat piss, <laughs> but to me, that's what beta caryophylline smells like. That's okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, there are people, there are people who get that and people who don't. There are people who are going to hear yeah. you say that and go, yes. And people who are going to hear you say that and go, ew. ew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I remember early on when I was packing, bud at one point there was a really high beta caryophylline strain that I was packing yeah. and I was just like oh my god it smells like a litter box I can't do this <laughs> I mean I powered through and it's it was actually really really I think it was an ice cream cake I was gonna say the cake yeah, strains the cake are strains. definitely if you're looking for a lot of caryophylline <laughs> which to me is when I'm looking for pain relief right mm-hmm. you were just talking about the moon boots Verano came out with the the snow gloves at the same time, which apparently is Gary Payton. <laughs> oh, interesting! Uh, it's what people are saying. I don't know. Oh, um, but uh, whatever it is, she was not super high in THC. I think like twenty four percent, but the uh, beta caryophylline was somewhere around one point three, I believe. Nice one point four, something like that, and it was like instantaneous pain relief. You know the literally yeah, within three to five minutes of taking the first hit of it. Like I felt phenomenal. That's um, wonderful. And that's, you know, like I said, I, I tell people that myrcene is the hammer over the back of the head. I tell people that beta caryophylline is like the cloud underneath you, making you feel nice, warm blankets, floaty, you know, um, and light. Um, yeah. There's also a bunch of studies, interestingly enough, that say that it reduces voluntary intake of alcohol okay so if like that's something that you're trying you're doing dry january maybe you want to smoke a high beta caryophylline strain okay if if you're feeling the temptation yeah i don't know that's just it was a weird i mean using cannabis in general makes me want to drink less um same personally but yeah i that's that's good to know. I mean, yeah, sure. and apparently it, it, it helps with uh, treating withdrawal symptoms from alcohol as well, which... Fantastic. Yeah. It's but most mostly common in the Skywalkers, um, your Super Silver Haze. Oh, I love Super Silver Haze. I haven't seen it for a minute now. For me, beta-caryophylline is like daytime pain medicine. Right. Because it doesn't knock me out. Right. Floaty without being um, oppressive or... Um, heavy. Uh, so the next we have alpha pinene and beta pinene, which is Scott would venture to take that one on because she is not my friend. Yeah. The pinenes are, um, so just, just as it sounds right. Pinene. So it's going to smell and taste piney. Um, 
if you smell something and it smells like a Christmas tree to you, it's probably got a lot of pinene in it. Um, so yeah. pinene is going to be associated um, most for me personally with focus um, and kind of uh, kinetic energy as well. Like, uh, you know, being up and moving, I want a strain that's got a lot of pinene uh, personally. So I associate it more with sativa stuff. But you were saying that there's, you know, there's research on the other side of the fence yeah, for pinene too. Absolutely. Um, it's actually helpful for you to get sustained sleep. Um, so I'm guessing if there's a low enough amount of pinene in a situation, I, I'm not sure if it's, if it's based on the amount of pinene in a strain yeah. or that, that wasn't clear to me on all of the stuff that I've been, all of, all of the books that I've read have never said anything about it. Um, well, it's one of the least present, uh, terps <laughs> in general mm -hmm. anyway. So, um, you know, uh, it's very rare to find a strain that's high in pinene. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've, you know, I think a lot of people associate whether they've just been told to or not, uh, associate pinene with anxiety for whatever reason. I personally have not experienced that. I think it's the focus that comes along with pining that brings on the anxiety in people. Right. Because they kind of get... get trapped in their own thoughts, mm -hmm. overanalyze things, what have you. That's what happens to me. Yeah. Um, and I, I've definitely, you know, I think we talked about briefly last week, most of the situations I've had like that personally, I find come from high THC level more than any particular terp or level of any particular terp for me personally. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, everybody's is, different. Yeah. Super personal. Um, you know, the way your body reacts to a strain is going to be different than the way my body reacts to a strain. So. You know, you might love it, you might hate it, but just important to know that that's what it is and what it does. And it's a bronchial dilator. Yes. Right. So, if uh, you know, a strain that's going to make you cough, makes you cough a ton, <laughs> could, be, could be high in piney. Mm -hmm. um, but again, like that's, that's something that I find that I feel like I cough more with the terp I feel like we're going to talk about next. <laughs> uh, terpenaline. Terpenaline. Yeah. yeah. Which to me just makes me giggly and kind of stupid and relaxed definitely makes me giggly but i tend to experience it in like what i associate with gassy strains and a lot of those are kind of the like tickle the back of my throat kind of mm -hmm. um i don't know again well, like again strawberry cough mm -hmm. um has a ton of terpenoline in it generally sure. and it also has a really high pinene content uh-huh so um yeah different strains and just the different makeups of those strains will give you um, those things where you're going to be coughing or not coughing or giggly, not giggly. What else is terpidoline in um, like naturally? Uh, I mean, not naturally in, in other things besides cannabis. Uh, we talked about, right. Uh, the myrcene present in mangoes um and you know obviously limonene being present like citrus and linalool being present and lavender so it's a it's it's found in lilacs okay which will give you that floral sure taste in cannabis which i'm i'm super familiar with um nutmeg cumin and um apples interesting okay 
So yeah, there's your general overview of Terps, right? Oh, and let me just chime back in with Humulene real quick because oh, sure, yeah, I mentioned yeah, yeah. it you earlier. You did mention Humulene earlier, yeah, and that's not <clears throat> by any means an extensive list of terpenes. Oh no, <laughs> um, that is just the six that are most commonly uh, or most abundantly found in cannabis. Definitely, um, there so, are thousands. So yeah, you'll tend to, but yeah, Neridol and. Uh, Humulene and... Uh, terpenolol. There's another terp... There's a lot of them. Yeah, there, there are <laughs> um, So check it out, you know, uh, after you medicate and you're feeling um, focused and, and want to dig into a subject, Google terpenes and do some reading. Yeah. And yeah, you know, that's, like I said, the purpose of a journal is to keep track of what individual terps do for you, whether it's just taking a quick snapshot of the label or writing down the terps that are present um, and then writing down the effects that, that you felt or the way that it tasted or the way that it smelled or all of the above, um, you know, will help guide you in your future purchases of your medicine um, to avoid things that you don't like and go for things that you do. Mm-hmm. So Humulene... Um I guess is the seventh most sought after. I get, I've, I've had questions about humulene the entire time in the cannabis industry. Um, it's actually alpha caryophylline, okay. which is really funny to me. Um, so you have beta caryophylline and alpha caryophylline. I'm not trying to confuse anybody. What I'm trying to say is humulene is thought to promote appetite suppressing effects. Right. So if you're one of those people who doesn't want the munchies, you want to look for something that's high in humulene. If you're looking for something that's going to make you hungry, you don't want a high humulene number and you want a higher mercy number. Right. For so, sure. so basically, you know, in order to be an informed cannabis consumer, you know, uh, do a little bit of reading and research on these things and, um, you know, use that to help guide if you're lucky enough to be in a state <laughs> or country where you get that kind of information, use that to guide your your purchasing process. You Definitely. Know, or talk to your bud tender and tell them, hey, you know, I'm looking for something that's going to reduce anxiety. Can you help me find something that's high in, you know, mercine and caryophylline? CBD. Right. Yeah. Something. Yeah. That, you know, uh, uh entourage effect is something that we didn't talk about but you're right um you know products that specifically have a higher amount of cbd to go with that thc mm -hmm. that you get the effects of both um and it is national cbd month it um, is yeah on happy national cbd month <laughs> yeah, scott thank you so much <laughs> Happy National CBD Month to you. I think we both enjoy um, the use of CBD products on a regular basis to go along with um, and sometimes in place of when I'm doing that tolerance break stuff, um, my THC. Um, but yeah, so uh, on the next episode, we're going to have our next guest or our first guest, I should say, yeah. rather. Um, and we're hoping to get somebody from the CBD industry to come and talk about, because that's something we got a couple different questions on this week as well. Definitely. Um, both in regards to tolerance breaks and, um, in regards to entourage effect products, products that are one-to-one -one like THC to CBD, or sometimes 
much greater CBD or much greater THC, depending on, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of effect you're looking for. But Or um, what your tolerance is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get, uh, we'll get into more of the specific effects of cannabinoids other than THC mm-hmm. uh, with somebody from that industry. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should be a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, in the meantime, uh, make sure you give us a like and subscribe and follow on all the different stuff. Um, You can find me at Your Cannabis Coach on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, And you can find me uh, at Our Lady of Mary Jane on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, all those things. Follow us, like us. Um, and you can also find us at the Heady Conversations on all of those things as well. And theheadyconversations.com and theheadyconversations at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. Um, you know, please keep the questions and comments coming in. If we didn't get to your thing this week, we will definitely get to it, you know, uh, shortly in the coming weeks or on the website or the blog or what have you. Um, we're doing research and looking things up and. Uh, super stoked about all of it. Thank you so much again for all of your support. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you guys so much. Have a great week and we will see you next time. Besos. Besos.